Have you ever just like been, been drunk on a Monday? Have you ever just like been on a drunk on science talk happening in this episode but basically welcome to drunk science on a monday our new podcast i don't really know what that means but what i do know from googling is that Hi everybody, I'm Madison. I'm Emma. And we are Drunk, Drunk on, Monday. on a Monday. That was not our best work. No, <laughs> I think it's because we're actually a little bit yeah. drunk this so time. Because we, we are recording back to back because yes. when you're hearing this, mm-hmm. we will be in Mexico. Yeah, we will, baby. Bachelorette. <laughs> Bachelorette time. I am so fucking excited. Yeah, because in Maine it's been like... <laughs> 50 oh degrees and rainy for like a, at least a week it's been like two, two weeks. weeks straight of so rain. i think like by this point we're both just like ready to be in the sunshine oh my god eliza is our other friend who's going on the trip with us because she is my bridesmaid um and so she also works with me so we were talking today and we're like oh my god we're so burnt out like we need a vacation yeah. looking at my pto calendar i had one flex holiday i took and then one and a half days of PTO, and that's all I've taken this entire year. Boo. 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 <laughs> so that is why I feel burnt out, uh, yeah, and that is why absolutely. I am so excited for us to go. We're going for four nights? Yeah, we're leaving on a Thursday morning and mm-hmm. coming back, like, Monday evening. Yeah, like, we're getting Monday. in at, like, midnight Tuesday morning, basically. Yeah. So I will be taking that Tuesday off. <laughs> I will not be. So that's okay. going to be a wild ride. Everyone prayed for Emma. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just so excited. I've also never been to Mexico. I've never been to Mexico either. And I've never been to an all-inclusive adults-only resort. Neither have I. Which is where we're going, <laughs> bitch. Oh, man. I'm so, so excited. Good. And I feel like it is pretty extravagant for a bachelorette but also it's kind of just like a girl's trip for the three of us yeah i mean because because it's small it's just like yeah three friends going on a trip right so the boys are coming with us yeah um so the girls are all staying in one room and then the boys have a couple rooms uh so we'll definitely like meet up with them yeah but it's a girl's trip it's a girl's trip it's a girl's trip and anthony's like oh but I don't know if we'll have enough people to play beach volleyball. I'm like, well, don't I'm not count on us. I'm doing that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not playing beach volleyball. And as a fairly athletic person, volleyball is the worst. You're in beach volleyball, you're in the sand. You're in a bikini. I'm sweaty. so sorry. There's sand everywhere. Nope. My boob would pop out in about 0.2 <laughs> seconds with the bikinis I'm bringing. So, yeah, sorry, Anthony, hun. Oh, he'd like to see that. Yeah, but I don't think everyone else in his party just, would need to see my boobs. The thing boobs. about volleyball is that, like, it always hurts my hands. I'm terrible at it. I don't want to play that. No, I'm not doing that. No. I am going to Mexico to sit by the pool to drink fun tropical drinks yep. and to read books and to swim yep. and to do girl things. That's where it's for the girls. Period. And they're also there. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so maybe we'll see them at night or things. I don't know. Yeah. We'll probably, I think we are going to see them. I'm not oh, going like, to sure. ignore them. Yeah. But because I mean, it's my fiance. Right. So I love him. Especially <laughs> when I get drunk. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be yeah. like, no, I know. I know. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah. But 
No, it's definitely a girl's trip. I'm so fucking excited. So anyway, I no promises, but we might have a special edition episode of Drunk on a Monday. Like a recap of the chaos. I mean, I was planning on bringing the recorder. Oh, shit. Because I'm checking a bag. And, like a vlog episode. Yeah, and I mean, we don't have to bring the mics because we know the extension mics work because that's yeah. what was the audio from the first episode. <laughs> Sorry. So you might have a nice special edition episode, no promises, but you might. Yeah. Which and would probably have a special guest. A special guest. Of Eliza. Well, I have not actually asked her if she well. would be on it, but. We'll see. She might be. No promises. <laughs> but stay tuned. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited because I have like two vacations back to back, basically. Yeah. Have, that's exciting. And they're drastically different. Oh so my gosh. Like... Yeah. So you're starting with going to an all inclusive, adults only, where I'll probably in Mexico. Be drunk about 50% of the time at least. Uh, uh, bump that number up. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not to um, peer pressure you, but yeah. And it's going to be like nine. Have you looked at the weather? I haven't. 90 like 89 every day oh my god so it's just gonna be like <laughs> you know lots of fun with friends and yeah so then like in a week and a half after that i'm mm-hmm. going on a family trip with my entire like both my parents <laughs> and my brother to yep. alaska yeah where it will be like 50 degrees max right. it's gonna be gorgeous it'll though. be beautiful that'll be so amazing yeah i mean we're not like the tough thing is like if we were to go to alaska i would love to do like a bunch of the national mm-hmm. parks up there oh my god which yeah. we're not doing any of them because like we're going for a wedding so right like that and it's smack dab in the middle of the week so it'll be mm. like that'll be the main focus but like obviously it's still gonna be a blast and we're still gonna have fun it's, and it's so like nice. like to where the wedding is so basically we're flying into juno and we're staying in juno for most of it my cousin is getting <laughs> married in haynes which is like basically north of juno like a straight shot north mm. of juno mm-hmm. um and i think it's like a five hour boat ride to get up there is like the only way that you can get there wow and so it'll Some be like nautical really, excursion it'll be really there. scenic yeah and beautiful and it'll be exciting but it's so gonna be so different from mexico <laughs> it will be very different a different vibe a hundred percent family friendly i mean but my my dad's side of the family but your family is fun, is though. Fun. Like, that's yeah. the fun side of the family. It's not like you're going to go so and, like, have be... no fun. That's no, not like... what we're saying at all. <laughs> the vibes are just, like, it's like a beach party. Yeah. Grilling, I remember you read it to me. Grilling salmon yeah. and, like, beer and, like, that's the, the vibe. Alaskan salmon, girl. And I'm, like, I'm like trying to figure out what I'm supposed to wear. <laughs> so I'm, like, it's technically a wedding, but, like, it's going to yeah. be cold. I don't really want to wear a dress. I was, like, texting my mom about it today. I'm, like, is it pants? And she's, like, I think it's pants. And I'm, like, oh, okay. I'll, like, yeah. make it nice pants, you know what I yeah. mean? But, like, I don't know. I mean, it, seemed, it seems like they weren't going for, like, fancy. Oh, not at all. So. No. And that's not their vibes. But, yeah, that's the next the next couple of weeks. I have one other update that I wanted to give you mm-hmm. as we're sitting here chatting. What's so, up? So, I mean, it's, like, super minor. It's just a comment that Ethan made mm-hmm. um, this past week because, obviously, we dropped our first episode. Yep. Um. And he listened to it. Aww, and I love we the were, support. Yeah. So Ethan is on a ship right now. Mm-hmm. So he's at sea. And he'll be gone probably until like August, September, like that time frame. Mm-hmm. And so he, he listened to the podcast and he was like, yeah, like, I actually really liked it because like I got to like listen to your voice Aww. and like, like feel like I was up to date. And he was like, I found myself like 
talking back to you oh my god and it was just like so it was like really sweet that is so adorable really cute because he's like yeah i get to hear you talk and like stay up to date with your life like obviously we talk while he's gone yeah like it's all like facebook messenger yeah and like we're talking about different things obviously than what you and i are talking about right it was just like really cute i'm like oh my god like I don't know where this podcast is going to go, but I want to just keep doing it just for the sense, like, the aspect of, like, he gets to, like, hear me and, like, Mm -hmm. stay up to date with me and, like, hear my voice and feel like he's near me, even though he's, like, halfway across the world. So I just wanted to tell you that we have a podcast supporter in my boyfriend, Ethan, because he likes to hear me talk (laughs) when he's gone. So it's really cute. That's so sweet. <laughs> well, Ethan, she misses you, obviously. Yeah. She talks about missing you a lot, so yeah. just letting you know. Yeah, if you're listening, hi. I love you. Aw. <laughs> sappy over here on Drunk on a Monday. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, because I'm a little bit drunk. <laughs> yeah, that is true. We are a little bit drunk, and that's what happens when we record two episodes in one night. Mm-hmm. And guess what's going to happen when we record in Mexico? <laughs> that one's going to... We have to be like careful that that's not like too messy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no promises. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be good, but... Oh, did you want to try this? Yes, I do. Okay, so actually, forgot to yeah. ask, Emma, what are you drinking? Because she's actually yeah. not drinking the same thing that she was when we recorded earlier. So what right. are you drinking tonight, Emma? So I am drinking... Well, so this is a Dogfish Head craft cocktail. Mm-hmm. This particular flavor is... Gosh, what did I say? It was called Vodka Crush, yes. which is like blood orange and mm. mango. And like, That's I'm not fun. a super like extra citrusy... Citrusy... <laughs> person <laughs> the face but. you just made <laughs> you're like citrusy i'm having a flashback of like have you ever been drunk on a monday uh the the <laughs> birth of this podcast yeah. you mean yeah. yeah um but yeah i'm not an extra citrusy person but mm-hmm. this is delicious so go ahead and right. give her a go all right it's very refreshing super good that is very good yeah that's what i'm like these oh my god these yeah go ahead there's another <laughs> can in there if you want to switch from what you're drinking um but like these that is I, really good i would highly recommend all these dogfish head cocktails are just they're not heavy delicious. at all they're not they don't really taste like alcohol i mean a little bit but like, yeah like you can tell there's alcohol really in good. it but not in the sense yeah. where you're like this is vodka you right. know yeah it's delicious so 10 out of 10 would recommend madison I'm assuming that your drink isn't quite as good as mine. <laughs> Emma wouldn't like it. Um, and so anyway, uh, if you guys haven't picked up on the theme, Emma and I don't really like the same drinks all the time. Not at all. Well, I think it's usually I'll like the stuff you're drinking, but you won't like the stuff no. I'm drinking. Because I'm a very like sweet drink person and yeah. I can't stand anything that's bitter. So yes. like what you're drinking right now, I would you yes. would never catch me drinking that. No. So I am drinking a Pinot Noir from 19 crimes which is my favorite winemaker she's making faces again every time we record she's just gonna make faces whenever i talk about what i'm drinking and i'm just i just gotta not take it personally i don't anymore (laughs) i don't at this point i've known emma for a long enough time where i'm like i understand her tastes and i know this ain't it so i'm not gonna take it personally (laughs) but yeah so they make a pinot noir it's actually pretty good um I usually like the red blend from them, but I figured I'd try something different, so. All right. All right, so our complaints of the week, it's a dual complaint. We're complaining about the same thing. 
That's correct. And the complaint is about birth control. Because there's a hell of a lot we can talk about. There's so much. So I'm going to try not to ramble, but I'm just really like heated about this topic. I'm very frustrated with a lot of aspects of it. Yeah. I think the first thing I'm mad about with birth control is just how poorly the like U.S. education system educates people about women's bodies and women's health to be honest like i know that obviously i am a woman and i take Mm -hmm. birth control i really don't know anything about it i i which is thought i knew about it and i didn't so that's what i want to start with is explaining yeah no i appreciate that how it actually works because okay i have a bachelor's degree in biomedical engineering Mm. uh like birth control implants and things like that are classified as medical devices so that is technically something i could have gone into as a career Mm mm-hmm And I, trying to do research for this episode, I had to go through, like, 20 different websites to find the information I wanted in a way that I could consume it. Yeah. And, like, I'm familiar with things like that. Right. And for it to be that hard for me, that's not accessible. Right. No. That's not accessible. And it's also really frustrating that me as a 25-year-old that's been on birth control for, like, over 11 years. Yeah. That I don't even know how it works. And I have to go spend like two hours searching the internet to figure that out right is honestly a disservice and it puts the burden on us yeah and to educate ourselves right and i also just want to say if you are someone who does not have a period but is listening to this please don't skip this segment honestly because this is something i'm sure that a lot of people don't know a lot about and if you're someone who doesn't have a period great but you still need to know what it is Mm -hmm. and what the people who have them go through and what's actually happening. And we're going to talk about not only like how hormonal birth control works, but then we're both going to talk about our journeys with it and our side Mm -hmm. effects and the litany of other health problems we've had related to it. Yeah. And we've had drastically different experiences too. Yes. And both were not good. Yeah. Both were not good (laughs) and was a lot of trial of error figuring it out. So uh, before we get into that though, um, So hormonal birth control, right? There's various methods of birth control. Um, Not all of them are hormonal. But when you hear someone saying they're on the pill or they have the Nexplanon, Mm -hmm. typically that is hormonal birth control. Yes. Right? Um, And so hormones are how your body works, Mm -hmm. right? They signal all of the processes in your body to start. They're how your body knows that they're happening. They're how they trigger other things to happen in your body. Like quite literally hormones make the world go round. And I feel like they get a bad rap because everyone's like, oh, my hormones are crazy. I'm PMSing. That's usually what we hear. Um, But your hormones aren't just like moods tied to your period. Like Mm -hmm. your hormones are how you digest food. They impact all of your moods. They impact hunger. They impact all of your body functions. They're very important. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I, as somebody who has, um, experience mental health stuff too Mm -hmm. like your hormones impact Mm -hmm. your anxiety as well oh a thousand percent um yeah yeah. they quite literally make the world go round yeah so uh the four main hormones that are related to the menstrual and ovulation cycle Mm -hmm. are estrogen and progesterone which are the two that are offered in hormonal birth controls Um, And then the other two big ones that are important are luteinizing hormone, which is LH, I'll just refer to it as that, Mm -hmm. and follicle-stimulating hormone, which is FSH. And so these four hormones are, you know, 
present at different parts of your cycle or at different concentrations of your cycle and that's how you your body knows where you're at and what to do next Mm -hmm. um and so when i'm talking about your cycle the menstrual ovulation cycle is a 28 day cycle so that's why you typically get your period every month Mm -hmm. if you're menstruating um now this was the part that i i had to go into a like scientific research paper no way just to find a simple graphic showing me the concentrations of these different hormones at different days of your cycle yeah that's that's i'm annoyed because it really doesn't need to be this huge scary mystifying process no right and to be fair there are still you know aspects of hormones and how they work on the body that there's still things we're figuring out which is also crazy to me that we don't know that um but we do know this so when you um start your cycle so you're at day one of your cycle that's typically when you're having your period So your period is actually at the beginning of your cycle, but a lot of people think of it as the end. Yeah. Um, And I'll talk about why that is in a second. But when you start your period, your estrogen and your progesterone are at the lowest levels that they'll be for your whole cycle. So that's kind of like your baseline. Um, And estrogen, progesterone, they do a lot for your body outside of your period as well. Uh, But one of the main things you'll, you'll hear about their jobs are for menstruation is like building up the uterine lining Mm -hmm. um so basically that's what you shed when you're having your period yeah right so those are at the lowest at the beginning of your cycle because they're not building anything up that's getting shed you're on your period Mm -hmm. um and then at about day five they start to increase estrogen and progesterone and you have a peak of estrogen at about like day 12 ish okay and you also have a minor peak of progesterone so it like goes up but it's not the highest amount you'll have for your whole cycle okay. so they, they go up at the same time but estrogen is at its highest progesterone is only at its half highest for the whole cycle that's important because after you hit your peak you have a slight decline so if you're looking at this over the course of your 28 days it kind of starts low it goes up has a peak you have a valley and then you have another peak, and then it goes back down again. So once you have that peak, and then you go into your valley, mm-hmm. your brain detects this. Okay. So your brain detects where all your hormones are at. And it says, all right, I've detected a peak of estrogen and progesterone, and I'm detecting them go down. When it detects that they go down, it then says, all right, I need LH and FSH to be released. Hmm. And you have a peak, like a one-day peak of these two hormones. And the rest of your cycle, they're pretty low for the most part. Interesting. So you have a one-day peak of this, and that's for a really specific reason. So what LH and FSH do is it promotes follicle growth, which is where your egg goes when you ovulate. Okay. So basically, if you don't have a peak of these things, you don't have a, a follicle form, so you don't have anywhere for an egg to go. So if there's nowhere for an egg to go, you can't fertilize the egg. Yeah. You're not going to get pregnant. Okay. So it detects this change in estrogen progesterone. It says, all right, LH and FSH, do your thing. Those have a spike, that one-day spike, and that's when it basically sets everything up for you to ovulate. So that's at around day 13-ish. So day 14 
you're still in your valley of estrogen and progesterone, but that's when you ovulate. Hmm. So this is when we're talking about your fertile window. It's then because now you have somewhere for your egg to go and then your body because all of these hormones are triggers and flags for different processes. Then it's like, all right, boom, here's your egg. Mm -hmm. It has somewhere to go. It's in the follicle. And then you're fertile. You have a fertile window. And that's when if you have sex, (laughs) unprotected sex, you can get pregnant, right? You can fertilize the egg. Hmm. So after that period, if you don't have a fertilized egg, or even if you do, you have your other peak in those two hormones, right? So you have your highest point of progesterone, and then you have a slightly high point of estrogen. Um, And that's around day 22. Okay. And you have, so those are building basically between day 14 and day 22. And that's because those hormones are prompting you to build up your uterine lining. And that's because if you do get pregnant, you want that uterine lining because that is key to actually developing a baby. Hmm. Um, So you have that peak and then they start to decrease after day 22. And essentially those go down. They go to the lowest point, which is where you see at the beginning of your next cycle. Mm -hmm. And if you're not pregnant, you have your period Hmm. because it's like, oh, I don't need this lining. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's how it happens, right? You have an increase in estrogen and progesterone. It goes down. You have LH and FSH happen. You ovulate. After that, progesterone and estrogen come back up again, and then they go down, and then you're at the beginning of your next cycle right. and you have your period. So why I brought that up is the way that hormonal birth control works. So when you take a hormonal supplement, whatever it is, Mm-hmm. your body detects that hormone concentration is there and it's like, oh, I don't need to make it. Okay. It's there. So that's the first side of it. The second side of it is whatever pathways that concentration of hormone might start or stop, it sees that, right? And it affects those. Mm-hmm. So essentially, when you take a hormonal birth control, it basically keeps your estrogen and your progesterone from having that cyclical so, Like the phase. spikes. The spike and the so decrease and the spike again. So prevents those other two hormones yes. from spiking. Exactly. Well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. basically your brain is looking for during that part of your cycle, okay, I'm, I, I'm waiting for this peak and I'm waiting for that drop. And that's when we're in the sweet spot. Of that, like being fertile. And that's, well, that's when it's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to have an egg soon. So we want to okay. get ready. Gotcha. If you're on hormonal birth control, it keeps it steady, right? Because it, yeah. it's not your body might be adding some or taking or not making any anymore, but mm-hmm. you're taking that. So your hormones actually stay a pretty constant level. So it's it's tricking your body into not prepping for yes. an egg. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So your brain never sees that change in hormones. It never says, all right. We need to release LSH and FSH. That never happens. You never develop a follicle. Hmm. You never have an egg. So you're never fertile. Okay. And so that's how hormonal birth control works. Hmm. Which it seems kind of technical because the names of all the hormones are a little bit tricky. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting here concentrating so hard. I'm like, science. Gosh, much science. Basically, if if I had just said like... 
but it makes e for estrogen and p yeah, for no, progesterone it probably would have you know it makes easier. what you said makes sense for right. sure yeah so it's it's looking for that change yeah your hormonal birth control keeps those constant there's never a change you're never fertile gotcha so that's how it prevents pregnancy great in theory right great in theory but there are drawbacks to this so um there are side effects, of course, to having incorrect levels of these hormones in your body. Now, the goal of hormonal birth control is to keep your hormone levels in a healthy range, mm-hmm. right? So they're not changing. It's more about the change that your body's looking for, but there's still a range that you need. And if you have too little or too much, you'll have varying side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is going to explain some of the hardships we've had. Mm-hmm. Um if that if that dosage is actually a little bit too low for your body because everyone's different, you're mm-hmm. just going to have low amount. If it's a little bit too high for your body, you're just going to have a high amount. If you miss some pills or uh, for me, I had the next one on for a while, which I'll get into. Mm-hmm. But if that level just is not right for your body, you're either going to have side effects from high or low amounts of these different hormones. Uh, so symptoms of low progesterone in your body if you're not pregnant. Uh, include irregular periods, Mm -hmm. uh, mood changes, anxiety, or depression. Because again, these hormones are all related to your moods and literally your brain function, everything. Yeah. Trouble sleeping and hot flashes. Okay. Um, Low estrogen symptoms include breast tenderness, weak or brittle bones, hot flashes, and night sweats. Uh, irregular periods or no periods, uh, headaches and trouble concentrating, fatigue, drowsiness, and trouble sleeping, mood changes, irritability, and depression, and vaginal dryness, which leads to painful intercourse. So (laughs) if you have low amounts of the two hormones that are typically in birth control, which you're relying on your birth control to give you the correct amount. Mm-hmm. If that amount is not sitting well with your body, that is the litany of things that could be going on. And that's just like your boilerplate list. There yeah. are other side effects that I'm going to talk about here. Um, but that's just where it starts. Mm. And even just having one of those things going on yeah. is not it's not a fun time. No. Because you don't your first like thought isn't usually oh it's my birth control and the thing with hormones is it's not like you take an advil and you feel the effect and it's kind of done in a few hours if you stop taking birth control or you start taking birth control it's like building up your supplies and your body's getting used to it so if your body's used to having your birth control there when you stop having that It's not just going to supplement it right away. It's not going to kick right into gear and be like, yes, I'm ready to go. Right. So dealing with hormone imbalances takes a really long time to regulate. I mean, I think like when I started a new birth control pill, uh, gosh, this is a couple of years ago, but like, you know, I I was told and reading online that it Mm -hmm. would take sometimes up to three months for it to finally hit its rhythm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a long time if you're dealing with any of those things or any sort of side effect. Right. When you finally figured out what's causing it. Yeah. It's a long time. And this is maybe a solution. It's a long time to like get adjusted to taking Mm -hmm. a medication that's going to have such an impact on your. Right. 
overall health. Yeah. Exactly. And so there's also newer studies that are being held relating to women with ADHD. So <laughs> Give them to me. <laughs> right? So um, ADHD and hormone imbalance. Doctors have noted correlations between symptoms of ADHD and hormones, not only monthly, but over the lifetime of a woman. So that's the other thing just in general. Women's hormone cycles like this are 28 days long. Yeah. Men have a hormone cycle. Okay. Do you want to know how long it is? It's probably like t- three days. 24 hours. <laughs> so just, just think every about day, that. Or every it... single day they have a hormone cycle. Just like every 28 days we're going through one. Hmm. So just think about the impacts of that. We notice changes to our bodies depending on where we are at in our cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear like PMS, like blah, 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 right? There's parts of your cycle where you'll be more emotional. There's parts of your cycle where you'll be happier. You know, there's there's a lot of goods to different parts of your cycle as well. Yeah. But you notice those changes a lot because they're happening day to day, maybe mm-hmm. week to week. A men's hormone cycle is 24 hours. Therefore, you don't really notice those changes. Right. Right? So then that's the other part of it where, like, everyone's like, oh, women are so moody. You must be. It must be your time of the month. Uh, it must be your time of the day brian yeah (laughs) you know so that that's just another interesting fact is like okay men have hormones too and they also have a cycle yeah so so come at me right (laughs) you just don't notice it as much um but back to adhd and hormones so right if you have a hormone imbalance um your adhd symptoms will get worse hmm so the average age of diagnosis for women with ADHD who weren't diagnosed as children, right, is so thirty. Yeah, Emma <laughs> is thirty six to thirty eight years old. Okay, so that's that's quite takes a, a while long time to go mm-hmm. to not know that you have ADHD. Right. So, a big part of that is related to hormones in a woman's body. So there's also like I just went through the typical monthly cycle of someone who's menstruating you have different phases of your life where your hormone levels are also different too yeah um so estrogen promotes the release of feel-good neurotransmitters as well right Uh, aside from everything with your menstrual cycle um so it promotes the release of serotonin and dopamine um so as your estrogen levels rise a lot of women so like when you're pregnant your estrogen levels rise Mm-hmm. So they were doing a study about pregnant women with ADHD, and they noted as their estrogen levels were rising, uh, women with ADHD said they felt better and their ADHD symptoms were actually not as noticeable. As their estrogen symptoms rose, or estrogen levels yes. rose? Yes, yes. So estrogen imbalances or low estrogen is now being correlated to worsening ADHD symptoms. So that list I said earlier about mm-hmm. here are your symptoms of low estrogen, mm-hmm. increased ADHD symptoms are a part of that. Now, if you're not on birth control, right, and you do have that cyclical hormone cycle, um, studies are suggesting that the first two weeks of your cycle go a lot more smoothly for women than the second half. If you have ADHD, because the first half is when you have your highest levels of estrogen through your cycle. Okay. Because, right, you have you have your peak and it goes down. You have a slight peak. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. in your last half, but it's not as high. And they're say they're correlating higher estrogen to so lower meaning- ADHD symptoms. Okay. Interesting. So if you're not on birth control and you actually have cyclical, a lot of women have noted, yeah, actually the first two weeks of my cycle, my ADHD symptoms are not as bad as the second half. That's because naturally their estrogen's lower in the second huh. half. Um, so the other side of it is progesterone, which is higher in the second half. Yeah. Progesterone actually diminishes the beneficial effects of estrogen on your brain. They kind of okay. counteract. So that's the other reason why um, the second half might be a little bit more rough gotcha. for women when they're not on birth control, but might be a little bit more rough for women with ADHD. Now, let's think about what I said earlier about if you are on a hormonal birth control mm-hmm. and it's keeping your levels constant. Yeah. So when you're on birth control with estrogen, your body's kept at a constant level, which can decrease your ADHD symptoms. So some people, it helps. Yeah. So there's also women who have gotten off birth control like they were on it most yeah, of their yeah. lives, they get off it, and then they're like, "Whoa, what is happening?" Okay, so you're saying as they come off of birth control, they that's realize when those they women have ADHD. Thirty, mm-hmm. whatever, to thirty-eight, like that's when they realize they yes. have ADHD. Wow. Right. So, the, it's just crazy the correlations between birth control and ADHD, right? When I, I said these are related to everything, they're truly related to everything. I literally have never heard this. Yeah, and which so which is so concerning as somebody who is a person with a period who yeah. has ADHD. Like yes, so and, and this is like a more recent finding, so they're still okay. studying it. But basically, when you come off estrogen birth control or you go to a lower level of estrogen birth control, your body takes time to catch up and produce it. Like I said earlier, mm-hmm. hormones take a minute. Meaning you might notice your ADHD symptoms more. In some cases, this is the first time women realize they have symptoms of ADHD. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I thought you would like to know that. Doesn't that make you mad, though, too? Yeah. Like, this is well, never anything I've heard a doctor say to me. No. None, nothing I've said today. At no. all. Well, and it's also, like, I feel like... As somebody who's been diagnosed with ADHD within the past three years, mm-hmm. like, you'd think that somebody or anybody would be, like, trying to talk to me about right. this stuff to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm, like, on the right birth control. Right. And nobody's... Right, that your birth control isn't counteracting the stimulants it might be on. Right. right? Because it, it the not all birth controls play nicely. Yeah. No, this whole time that you've been talking, I've been sitting here, I'm like, do I have these symptoms? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, does that apply to me? <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Yeah. And so I feel like the other thing is, I'm not saying that doctors don't know what they're doing. I am not trying to, Some like. don't, though. Right. Well, that's the thing. I'm not trying to, like, poo-poo on healthcare or anything. It's not like I yeah. don't believe in doctors. That's not it. But no, no. I feel like we see doctors and we just assume they know everything and they're like a walking medical encyclopedia, which obviously they go through a lot of training and they're very smart. But you're just kind of faced with various symptoms and you got to try and piece together what's happening. And you you don't know every prescription out there, right? You don't know all these things and they have a lot of patients. They're not always up to date on all these things. So I know for sure 
and I'll talk about this in a minute. Mm-hmm. I know for sure I have never been told any of these side effects no. or how birth control works in your body. I did not know that until I like actually I thought I knew it. Right. I didn't actually know how it worked. Well, and there's more complexities too, which I will get into later. Mm-hmm. That like my doctor missed. Yes. Yeah. Those are some pretty scary. big things. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's get into that. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Why don't you start? Because I, okay. I just talked a lot and we just okay. talked about some ADHD things. So I feel yeah. like, why don't, why don't you well, start? Well, it's funny because the ADHD stuff does not, hasn't, doesn't come into any of my experience in talking about birth control because I didn't know that there was a correlation. Right. And nobody's told me that there was a correlation. Even though every doctor that I see, my primary care physician and my gynecologist both know that I'm taking ADHD meds mm-hmm. and that conversation has not happened. So yep. the ADHD piece won't come into it, but... Yeah, I'll just start, like, so I started birth control, I was probably 15 or 16, um, and I started it for two reasons. I think the main reason was acne. I had some pretty rough acne when mm-hmm. I was about a sophomore in high school, um, so that's the first piece, and the second piece was that I was having, like, really heavy mm-hmm. periods, like, mm-hmm. massively, massively heavy, um, so that's the reason why I went on it, and... Um, you know, over the next, I would say, couple of years, I was changing pills and, like, the strength of the hormones in those pills, mm-hmm. um, you know, throughout those first couple of years because I was having irregular periods. Like, yep. I would, it would be good for, you know, a stretch of, you know, six months or whatever, and then they would either not come at the regular day in the cycle mm-hmm. or they would last for, like, a week and a half. So, right. like, back and forth. And like, you're like, this is terrible yeah it's not fun no it's not especially when you're in high school oh my god you're in high school and like people are like like you haven't had your period for that long and you're dealing with like everything else with puberty and everything else with high school and kids are mean Yeah. so you're just like you know what's not fun not really knowing when my period's gonna come or when it's gonna end yeah it's just Just, like one other thing to worry about exactly Yeah. yeah um so like i said kind of bumping around from pill to pill for a while until I finally settled in. And I can't remember exactly what it was. I, like, tried to look today on my, mm-hmm. like, doctor's portal of all my <laughs> You're, like, that going back in time. And I couldn't find it. But it was some variation of, like, tri-sprintec or mm-hmm. tri-lo-sprintec. Mm-hmm. Um, and things, you know, were going well for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, my acne cleared up considerably and my periods were finally consistent and it was great. Mm-hmm. So... Fast forward to summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. So this was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trilo Sprintec was mm. discontinued. Mm. Um, and I tried to figure out why. And it seems to be because of some sort of patent patent oh, infringement with yeah. the generic brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my pharmacy switched me to, I guess, what would have been the generic brand of Trilo Marzia. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, they didn't really tell me that they were doing it. You, I, obviously, I got the standard, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, this is going to look a little bit different right. because it's just the generic right. brand. Like, but it's, but the, it's same the same thing. Yeah. It's not the same thing. It's not always the same. <laughs> sometimes it is, but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's certainly not. not. And when you're playing around with birth control and hormones. Right. Like what we just said. If it's, your body is expecting a certain level. Yes. Or you've been at a certain level forever and then you change that. Yeah. It can have very big effects on you. Yeah. So, and I had big effects yeah. from it. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, I can't remember if it was within 
a month or within a week. But um, I was feeling drastically different emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest issue was depression. Yeah. And like within, I again, I can't remember if it was a month or if it was a week, but like I was at the lowest point I had ever been in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there, there were other factors going to that, right? Like I was lonely. Ethan was at sea. And yeah. um, I had some other things going on that were kind of upsetting me. Horrible neighbor. That's another story for oh a different gosh. day. That um, is another story for a different is. day. That's a wild ride. We can yes. get into it a different time. But um, so other things that were upsetting me, but like this was more excessive depression than I had ever right. felt in my entire life to the point where yeah. I was crying myself to sleep. Yeah. And that's not, that's not and normal. That's not good. No, no. Right. And, it, and it's can't just be like, oh, cause you're lonely. Oh, cause you're working no. from home and not seeing people. Oh, you're not going outside right. enough. Like that, I, that's not a reason. And I wasn't connecting it to birth control. And it took oh, no. me a long time to connect it to birth yeah. control. Um, because, you know, I also have a history of depression in my family, mm-hmm. um, my direct family. So, um, you know, I just thought like, it's my time. Yeah, you're like, well, <laughs> guess the it's train my was turn. Coming and like, apparently, yeah. it's my turn to get on it. So, um, you know, and this was to the point where I packed a bag and mm-hmm. Tuka, my cat, and yep. went up to my parents, and I literally yeah, lived I remember in my parents' that. house for like four months at least. Yeah, because you were like, I don't want to live alone. Like, right, I'm like miserable. I to, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was horrific. Um, just like the worst depression I'd ever felt. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, and when I went up there, obviously, like, it did get a little bit better, but I was still, right. you know, anxious and... Yeah, it didn't, it didn't like, and, fix no, it. No, it didn't fix everything. Um, so, I stayed on trilomarsia for probably about 10 or 11 months mm. before I connected. It's a long time. Like, okay, maybe... It's a long it's time this. feeling that way. Right. Um, so, I was, t- I had been talking to my therapist mm-hmm. about, like, close to a year after I started. You know, mm-hmm. It was probably 10 months after. Um... And, you know, I was talking to her about my anxiety because I, I was feeling really anxious. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I just, like, don't really know where this came from. And I haven't felt this way in about, like, a year. You know, for, mm-hmm. I, and I've, I've dealt with anxiety before. And I was on anxiety meds about a year prior to when this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we were chatting about me potentially going back on those medications. Yep. And I, I was saying to her, I'm like is there a possibility that my birth control could be causing this? Because she's mm-hmm. like, what I like about her is she's really dialed into mm-hmm. hormone. I mean, she's a psych- psychologist, so she has to be dialed in the hormones. Yeah. But like how our cycles affect our mm-hmm. mental health. Which I feel um, like before that was a, like we had never heard about yeah, anything. No. Like, like what do you mean my cycle impacts right. my mental so health? That's, that's one of the things that she's told me like, more recently of like notice when you're having these like mm-hmm. really anxious thoughts and like jot down where you're at in your cycle yeah because it can have an impact so i mean that's that's a side note well, that's but that's just um, a helpful cue for anyone though honestly yeah. yeah like that it can be very helpful to yeah. note things like that for sure um but so you're talking you know and i was saying like is it possible that this medication is what's causing me to feel so anxious and she's mm-hmm. like definitely and i was like mm-hmm. and if that's the case like i don't want to go on anxiety meds to because of a side Counteract effect from another medication. Another right? medication. Like, I don't want to be taking two meds because the first one is giving me side effects. Right. Which so, I feel like that happens a lot in America. Like you take sure. one, it gives you a side effect, so you have to take something for that side effect, and you have to take something for that one side effect, right. and it's a cycle. And it's just like, I, and I was just saying to her, like, I don't want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. if it's this other medication that is causing me to feel this way, 
I'd like to switch that first. Yes. See if that improves it. Uh-huh. So I don't have to be, you know, paying for two of my types of medication. Right. Well, it would be three because of ADHD meds. And so it's right. like this whole thing. So yeah. basically before I made any decisions to go back on anxiety meds, I... <laughs> I went to a gynecologist now. Mm-hmm. I had not been to a dedicated gy- gynecologist ever before in my right. life because I was seeing my primary care physician. Right. Because you, so, you can see a primary care physician yes. for things like that. Yes. Um, so I went and I saw this gynecologist. Um, the one thing that I will say that tips me off to the fact mm-hmm. that it might be my medication that's causing this mm-hmm. is I went and I looked at the reviews of Trilomarzy mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. It was a shit show. It's really scary it when you look things horrible. like that up. I went, I think I was looking at, I mean, I went and double, like, went back and looked at it today. Um, drugs.com. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they have reviews for medications. Yeah. It only had, like, four out of ten stars. And Ew. almost 60% of people who reviewed it mm. said they had a negative experience with it. Yeah, and that's something you're taking every single day. Yeah. That is not good. Right. And so scrolling through these reviews, I was reading a lot of people saying, like, my anxiety was the worst that it's ever been. Like, Mm -hmm. I was – so I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. It could be this birth control Mm -hmm. that my pharmacy switched me to and said it would be the same. Yeah. That's, like, drastically changing my life and having an impact on my, like, mental well-being. You literally moved out of your apartment. Yeah. Like – Yeah. It was was a huge change to your life. I packed up – not everything, obviously, but, but I most of it, everything I needed, everything important. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like fully not living there anymore because mm-hmm. I was just like so depressed. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yes. So back to the gynecologist. So I went to the gynecologist for the first time in June of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, and so her and I got started talking about my medical history. Mm hmm. And, you know, she had asked, she's like, do you have any history? And this is, these are standard questions that she asks. Like, oh, you know, like, do you smoke? Like, mm-hmm. do you, she asked me, do you have a history of migraines with auras? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so another fun fact about Emma. <laughs> so, so I, then I, then I asked her, I'm like, well, I have a history of ocular migraines. Mm-hmm. Is that the same thing? Does that count? She's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know, but I'll go check with like, I'll, I'll, consult with them. Right. You're like, are we talking about the same thing? We'll (laughs) confirm. Um, And so the answer to that question is yes. Ocular migraines do count as migraines with auras. So for some background, I have like a pretty (laughs) extensive concussion history. Um, Yes. Many, many concussions. Many, many concussions. (laughs) Takes two hands to count them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's been through her her poor little brain. My brain has been through a lot. It's been through a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so basically, I I had had a couple of ocular migraines in 2017. Um, And so I'm going to preface this by saying that I am not a doctor. No, neither of us are. I'm trying to remember what this felt like. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is the reason why I'm calling calling these ocular migraines is because that is what I was told they are. (laughs) They were at the time. And so it felt and again, this was quite a few years ago, so Mm -hmm. I might not be describing them perfectly. (laughs) So basically what an ocular migraine is is that you have a headache Mm -hmm. and basically at least what happened to me was that gradually my vision started to like Mm. so it started and i think for me it started like on the edges like it was like fuzzy Mm -hmm. and then that slowly like took over my entire 
vision to the point where That's I couldn't scary. see anything. So, so it's, I mean, it's scary because you mm-hmm. have this massive headache and then you can't see. So ocular migraines have a history of them. Um, I'm just checking my notes here. Um, and so basically this prompted me to have two MRIs done on my brain, mm. which prompted me to know that I have... Uh, claustrophobia. <laughs> Emma was really going that through it. That was a it. rough summer. So she was going um, through it. And then the two, so basically I got the first MRI done mm-hmm. and they saw like white matter in my brain, mm-hmm. which there's a lot of science talk happening in this episode, but basically. Welcome to Drunk Science on a yeah. Monday, our new podcast. I don't really know what that means, but what I do know from Googling is that white matter in your brain that's not normal is a symptom of MS. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, so basically I had the first one done. They were like, we want to do another one. Yeah. High contrast to make right. sure that this is normal. We need to zero in on Which that. Which came back normal. But mm-hmm. after getting those MRIs, my doctor was like, you know, because of your concussions, I think we need to put you in some like intensive concussion testing. Yep. Um, which I did. And <laughs> just how I basically got diagnosed with ADHD. Long story short. <laughs> I have a history of ocular migraines. Mm -hmm. So my gyno said, you know, if you have a history of that, like, you can't, you should not be on combination birth control, Mm -hmm. which is, as Madison was saying earlier, it's, it's, you know, most birth control pills, if you're on a combination pill, has estrogen and progesterone. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's saying you can't be on that because... And again, I'm reading this to make sure that it's correct. But um, mm-hmm. if you have a history of ocular migraines and you are on a combination birth control pill, it increases your risk of stroke fairly drastically, I was mm-hmm. told. Um, so, and I have some quotes here from some websites. Um, so, yeah, people who have migraine with aura are at a slightly higher risk for ischemic stroke. I probably butchered the spelling. I've never heard of it, so... I don't know. Um, Taking birth control pills containing estrogen has been shown in multiple studies to increase the risk to a small extent. And Mm -hmm. then this also says the World Health Organization, which we all know who they are after COVID. Right. um, We're very familiar (laughs) with the who. Yeah, (laughs) Not the band. (laughs) Um, They recommend that women over the age of 35, which I'm not over the age of 35, but regardless, women over the age of 35 who have migraine with aura not take estrogen-based combined oral contraceptives. Mm. So it's like, I mean, and I tried to look this up beforehand, and, like, it does seem like there's some back and forth on whether or not it's actually, like, enough to be concerning. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, she pulled me off of what I had been on for, since I was 15. Yeah. Like, immediately pulled me off of it. Mm -hmm. And so she put me on a progestin-only birth control pill. Mm Um. So this, like, glad that she caught that. Amazingly happy that she caught that. Yeah. That was that is when your doctor is doing a really good job. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, when I found out about that, it was like there were a lot of complicated feelings because at the same time it was like my primary care physician who has seen me through, saw me through all of those migraines with auras right. as they were happening. Seen you for almost your whole life. Right? Yeah, no, I would say, like, she's the one that started me on birth control. So, like, half good, of my life. Good chunk of your life. Yeah. Right. And she missed that. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, 
so at the time I was just like, not necessarily grieving, but it was like, holy shit, like I've been on this medication for, I mean, since 2017. So Mm -hmm. that's what, five years I have been on this medication with an increased risk of stroke and I didn't even know. It's infuriating. Yeah. It's not even infuriating more. I mean, it is infuriating, but it was like, for me, it was more scary. Oh, it's so scary. it was like, how am I, I can't keep track of all of this. That's when you have to put your trust in doctors. The person prescribing you your medication. Right. Yes. And so it was upsetting Mm -hmm. when I found, I mean, happy that I'm like now on the right thing, Mm -hmm. but like terrifying that I had been on the wrong thing for so long that could have had such a drastic impact on Mm -hmm. my health. Yep. Um, So anyway, yeah, I'm on a progestin-only pill now called Slind. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's been good. Like, after switching my anxiety and depression, like, it was, like, night and day. Mm -hmm. It was a crazy difference. Um, You know, I actually, like, don't really have a period at all (laughs) right now, which is kind of nice, Um, you know, for surfing and gym and stuff like that to not have to worry it's very about convenient to not have to money, do that saving money on like tampons and pads oh my gosh like, i'm sure i haven't bought a box of tampons in like six months <laughs> pink tax who yeah exactly <laughs> never heard of her um but yeah so i will say that it's tough though because like going back you know when i started birth control a big part of the reason why i went on it was because of acne yes and so the combination pills are the pills that are used to treat acne. So Mm -hmm. by coming off of that and going on the progestin only, I definitely have seen my skin flare back up. Like I would say Mm -hmm. my hair has become more oily because like the hormones are affecting like oil production. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and and it's frustrating because there's, you know, pluses and minuses to being on this medication. and seeing that, it's not like I can easily just, like, switch back to it because I literally cannot right. go on that anymore. So now I yeah. have limited options. So it's, like, yes, like, my periods are better and I don't have a risk of stroke, but at the same time I'm having to deal with all of these other side effects that kind of mm-hmm. suck. Um, so, you know, it's hard. Like, birth control is just so nuanced mm-hmm. and it's complicated. And, yep. like, you can – check some boxes and leave other boxes unchecked and there's right. never going to be a perfect solution for you. So it's, it's, it's tricky, but, um, you know, I also, this is a whole other tidbit too of like having to get this particular birth control covered by insurance has been mm-hmm. a nightmare as well. Right. Because, you know, I, I had one insurance through my job and they switched that insurance and then this birth control that I had been on for like three months and it was like finally used to was no longer covered. And so, of course, insurance was like, you have to give us a good reason why you should be on this specific one um, and not the generic. So I don't I, have a stroke. Is right, that a good enough reason right. for you? And so I was like <laughs> panicked about it, like putting it off, trying to figure out what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and actually, this was if, – if anybody listening is on Slind or needs a progestin-only mm-hmm. pill, mm-hmm. Um, it was actually great. Slind has, like, some sort of program, basically, where if you if you don't have insurance, if you're not covered by insurance, mm-hmm. they'll give you, like, the numbers, like, insurance numbers to give mm-hmm. to the pharmacist, and it's only, like, $25 a month. That's amazing. So I was able to do that for a while, which was really helpful, but then mm-hmm. also amazing – just having a doctor that's looking out for you. Right. My gynecologist. Advocates for you. My gynecologist had, without even being prompted by me, mm-hmm. 
reached out to my insurance company to say she needs to be on this. And so I got it approved by insurance. So that, that makes was me like, so happy. It feels great to have a doctor who's like looking out for you, mm-hmm. catching important things so you don't have to worry about it mm-hmm. and like really making sure that you're having a great experience with it because as a person who menstruates, that's really hard. It's really to hard. be on the right thing. And so yeah. to have somebody who's has been helpful has been like amazing. And it's like night and day. Like it's yeah. it's like service you didn't even really know was possible. Yeah. Because you're just so used to no one knowing anything about periods. You don't even really know about what's happening in your body. You yeah. don't know what the side effects are of all of these things. You don't even really know what all of your options are no. for hormonal birth control. There's a there's like a million, but you yeah. don't really know what they are. Right. So going from that to having someone who actually listens to you, yeah, hears you. Yeah. Is looking out for you, catching things, and being proactive about things right. is like right. night and day. And I would be curious to hear about your experience with mm-hmm. Nexplanon because that was an option. I'm glad you didn't do me. it. And I had heard so many horror stories <laughs> yeah. that I was I like, would not I don't want to do that. No. So please, Madison, enlighten yes. me on the horrors oh of Nexplanon. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, so what's actually kind of funny is... I kind of had a similar experience to you where I had a doctor that had prescribed me some things that were not good for me, and I actually got a new gyno, which is at the same office as Emma. If you're in Southern Maine, Coastal Women's Healthcare. Oh my God, I love them. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Go to Coastal Women's Healthcare. <laughs> yeah. I love them. And I'm not sure if we have the same doctor there or not. Yeah, Coastal Women's Healthcare is amazing. So I started going there after Emma started going there and she had a good experience. And let me tell you, I am very happy that I did. So I also started going on birth control uh, for acne. So when I was 14, I got on birth control. That acne was the main driver, but also um, I didn't have like super heavy periods. Those were always pretty manageable, but my cramps and things yeah. before my period were, like, debilitating. Like, it, like I would have to, like, lay in bed. Like, it, it was like, with a heating pad. It, it was – like, I remember the first time it happened, and I was, like – I had plans for the day, and I was, like, oh. Yeah, forget that. Right. And my mom was, like, no, it's okay. And she made me chicken noodle soup homemade. Oh, I can't. And she made me these brownies that had, like, mint M&Ms in them. They were very – I remember it distinctly. (laughs) Like, she took care of me. But so it was was really bad. So I got on um, orthotricycline, which is a combination pill. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's a pretty common one. I think I was just on the generic. Mm -hmm. And it was working for me. And so I was on it for a few years where I started at 14. When I was in college, though – I am not someone who's great with routines. Yeah. So the other thing about hormonal birth control, you have to take it every day and you're supposed yep. to take it at the same time every day. Yeah. And I, real quick interjection mm-hmm. here, with the progestin-only birth control pills, mm-hmm. as a warning, if you do go on those, they have like a very small You gotta window. be on top of it. You, like, it's like, I think mine actually is 12 hours, which is mm-hmm. good, but some are even like three or four. So like, right. you really have to be good about it. And that's... Yeah. For people right. with ADHD, yeah. guess what? Guess what's not great, <laughs> right? But anyway, yeah, um, every day at the same time. So taking it every day at the same time wasn't great, especially like me, not great with routines. Me in college, oh gosh, like no. at the beginning of college, I was doing a sport, you know, taking all these classes. I started dating people. I was going to parties for the first time. <laughs> like I'm staying up, I'm sleeping in, like I'm getting up early for practice. Like I had no routine. So taking a birth control pill at the same time every day. 
Yeah. Wasn't happening. Yeah. I was missing days. Well, right. And it's like with that too, it's like you kind of have to take it when you're, when you know you're going to be at home. Right. Every day at the Which same time. Which I didn't. Time. No. And in college, that's so hard. You don't know to that. know like when, when is the best time. I had no schedule. <laughs> Are yeah. you kidding me? Right. <laughs> no. So even my class schedule wasn't really that no. firm. Sorry. 8 a.m. lectures. Girl. <laughs> I made it, though. I have my degree. I promise it's fine. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I was like, birth control pills. I am not taking these consistently. I don't even know if they're working because I'm missing pills so often. Yeah. So I was like, I think I would like to look into something that is not a pill that I have to take every day. Really out of convenience because yeah. I didn't have any issues with the birth control I was on. It was actually working really well for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm almost like kicking myself because I wish I had just stayed on it. What I what I did is then I went to my gyno that summer, right? Because whenever you're home, you get all your doctor's appointments in during yeah, the summer. Right. Um, I went to my gyno and I had been seeing her since I was younger. Honestly, since I got my period, I think I started going to her. Okay. So she was one that was prescribing your birth control from the get-go? Yes, because I had like a... When I went to the pediatrician, it was a guy. So when I got a little bit older, I got, like, a different family doctor. Uh, but she was, like, a bit older. And I was like, I don't know. Like, not that if you're being older, you can't be a doctor. Right. But I was like, I would just like someone a bit younger to talk yeah. about these things with because that's just more Gosh, comfortable for me. feel that way. <laughs> right. Like, I'm sorry, but when you're asking me how many sexual partners I've had or if I'm yeah, sexually active. Yeah, I don't want you to be, like, my grandmother's age. Right. It just feels a little weird to me. Yeah. Um, and also don't lie to your doctor about those things. You really shouldn't. You Did should you? tell. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. But it made it hard not to. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, especially uh, too, like, I mean, I don't, I guess I, I can't really remember at that age very well, but like if you're like 14 too, like oh my God. your mom's probably still going into the room with oh you. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I was like, mom, you don't need to come in. Yeah. And it was obvious because I had had sex and I didn't want her to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you don't need to. I mean, actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't right after I had sex. It was when I, I kind of was smart about it, and yeah. I was like, I think I'm gonna have sex, oh, you know, so you beforehand. within the before, but the like next time we're here, in high school. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Mom, you don't, you don't have to come in. I just feel like a little weird. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, is there anything you don't want me to do? I was like, No, no, no. And I wasn't lying. I was preparing to lie for the next time I went. You didn't want to have to lie. You were trying to avoid right. the lie. <laughs> so yeah, I actually kind of set myself up for that. But so anyway, yeah. like. I, I went. I started going to a gyno, um, and so I'd had her for a while, and she was still prescribing me the same orthotricycline. I went in, um, and this must have been oh, – it's hard for me to get my gears right. Twenty twenty nineteen 2019, summer 2019. Sure. was when I went in, so it was right after uh, we graduated undergrad, but before I was going in for grad school. Um, so I went, and I was like, hey – I'm so bad at taking this pill. I hate having to take it every day. I, I'm missing pills. Like, I don't even think it's effective at yeah. this point. Um, I heard of this new thing called the Nexplanon. It's an implant. It's literally the size of a matchstick. Like, I've seen it. It's, it's literally the size of a matchstick. It's an implant. It goes under the skin in your arm. They don't have to do a surgery or anything to implant it. Like, they just numb the area, and they kind of just go like, burp. So you don't really know what's happening. I know you're, it's like kind of gross to talk about. <laughs> I this is like this is completely off topic, but one of my like 
like nails on a chalkboard moment for me is like the thought of things like going into my skin oh no i feel the same way so getting it and like having it removed was like that's part of the reason awful. i've never gotten it is I'm, like i don't want yeah to to, like, well this is why i didn't become a doctor yeah because i cannot like ivs i hate ivs because you can yeah. feel tubes going in and i don't like <laughs> you're like i am aware of what the inside of my body feels like and i don't want to be like, yeah no <laughs> so i was like hey doc i've heard of this thing called an explanon you know it's not a pill it's an implant it's hormonal so kind of similar to what i had before i'm like hey I've heard of the next one. Seems a lot more convenient for me. A gal on the go. Mm-hmm. I'm the target audience. I hear it's still hormonal, though. So in my mind, that's the same thing because I don't know what the difference is. Like yeah. we just said, I just learned how these things work. Right. And uh, my doctor did not tell me anything different. She was like, yeah, it's great. We have so many people that get them. They love them. It's so convenient. Actually... Your insurance covers it. And actually, we have the nurse practitioner in today that can that can insert it. So if you want it, we can do it right now. Dear doctors. Don't do please, that. <laughs> please tell your patients about the potential downsides of something before you literally insert yeah. something in their arms. Thank you. Yeah, I think she probably went really quickly through, and these are the side effects, blah, 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 like you hear at the end of a commercial. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, okay. Sure, side effects of birth control. And I feel like in my head and in a lot of people's heads, you're just like, okay, side effects of birth control, side effects of having a period, blah, blah, blah. You just kind of like put them in a box and don't really think about it because they don't like make you think about it if they tell you it. Yeah, I just feel like this one is different because it's literally going inside of your arm. Yeah, but no, she was like, but didn't really tell me anything. She's like, yeah, we have a bunch of patients that love it. I've never met a single person who's had it and has loved it. I've never met a single person who's loved it either. <laughs> I have only heard where actually. Where are these mysterious people? Right. Where are you? <laughs> and the thing is, so I was like, okay, great. I don't have yeah. to make another appointment. Insurance covers it. Zero dollar copay. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. Put it in my arm. So they're like, yep. So they bring the nurse in. They numb the area. They have a little tool. Burp, goes in. Put a little bandage on it. They're like, you're good to go. Just don't work out today. And they're like, it's good for three to five years, but we usually recommend you get it out at the end of year three. Yeah. So um, the way the next next one on works, it's also progestin. So progestin is synthetic version of progesterone. Okay. I wasn't really sure what the difference was. But. Yeah. It, it's weird. It's like it's a, it, the word looks very similar. And that's because it is. Yeah. Synthetic <laughs> progestin is progesterone. Okay. It's just what they make it in a lab. And so, so this is why... So you said it was just progestin. Mm-hmm. This is the reason why I could have had this done. Yes. With my migraines with auras because yes. it's only, right, doesn't have estrogen in it. Yeah. yeah. So essentially what happens is it's, it's inserted and over time it releases hormones into your bloodstream. So instead of taking a pill every day, every day it releases a certain concentration of progestin into your bloodstream. So you're at a constant state and you never get your period. You're never mm-hmm. fertile. Well, not you never get your period, but you're never fertile. Yeah. Um, the thing about the next one on is for the first year, the concentration that it releases day to day is the highest it is. The second year, it's a little bit lower. 
and the third year it's a little bit lower than that and now it's not it's not supposed to be a significant amount different mm-hmm. but it it is a little bit different so day to day you won't notice the change day to day your brain won't notice the change but would you notice the change year to year to year yeah <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me so essentially the third year is the lowest amount of progestin being released okay um so for the first year it went okay honestly i didn't really have any immediate side effects i didn't get a period for the first few months but that kind of happens when you switch birth controls yeah so i was like great like what you were saying earlier i was like hell yeah i don't have a period yeah it's kind of nice hell yeah fine yeah (laughs) um but i i did eventually start getting my period so in the second year uh again still still liked it it was nice for the convenience um i started noticing my periods were like very irregular so i would have one and then like four months later i'd have another one. Oh, weird yeah so i was like not really getting my period but like kind of yeah um and i was starting to have some digestive issues now this is another side effect i didn't really talk about earlier uh but your hormones are also impact your digestion and so when you get off birth control, one of the main side effects of getting off birth control that you're noticed is digestive problems. So a lot of bloating, symptoms okay. similar to IBS, yep. uh, because basically your body's having a really hard time digesting food because your hormones are imbalanced. That's wild. Mm-hmm. So right the second year i'm at a slightly lower level of progestin than i had been the year before Mm -hmm. so i started noticing some like i would get so bloated like painfully bloated sometimes and i was like am i like gluten free or something like i I had no idea um but again never linked it to birth control until like years later yeah um so then we get into the third year of it which was 2021 into 2022 yeah uh, both of us were having horrible birth control scenarios at the same around the, time. right around the same time <laughs> yeah so i like had never had issues with mental health mm. like i was very lucky that was something that you know i obviously i've had close ones yeah. deal with and struggle with so i was like aware of it yeah but i had never dealt with it myself no one in my family has ever talked about that i didn't have a therapist like nothing yeah. right um i started being depressed essentially and i did not know i was depressed Mm -hmm. so i just started having no motivation to do anything at all anything at all um i didn't really have like feelings anymore like i was just like completely numb and I would get really frustrated with myself because I was like, why am I feeling this way? Like I had, I had started dating Anthony like a few months before this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were like hanging out every night. Like it was going great. Um, we were talking about me moving into the house, Mm -hmm. you know, like things were going really well. Um, but I was like, not okay. And I didn't realize I was depressed until like after this happened essentially. Hmm. So, right. I'm like not motivated to do anything. I just don't really feel anything anymore but it would come and go so there would be two two weeks out of the month where i would be depressed and two weeks where i wouldn't which is brutal to have that those feelings be inconsistent yes because then i'm like i really am going insane because i have no idea what's happening 
Yeah. And it's not long enough where I'm like, this is a problem. Right. It's in short enough periods where I'm like, oh, something's just happening in my life that I'm upset about. So right. I thought I didn't like my job, which I didn't. <laughs> so that was the job that I'm <laughs> not in true. anymore, which was true. <laughs> but looking back, my job wasn't that bad. My job was not making me have no joy in my life. No, of course not. And so also around this time, I'm having a lot of trouble sleeping. So um, it was also but it was also right around the time that Anthony was like staying over or I was staying at his place. So I just attributed it to, oh, I'm not used to having yeah. someone in my bed. Yeah. And it, it was to the point where I was waking up like every hour. Oh, wow. I was never getting a good night's sleep. And so Anthony would always be like, I'm, I feel so bad every time I wake up or I move. Like, you're already awake. Like, I already woke you up. And I was like, I, don't worry about it. It's okay. But I was yeah. not sleeping through the night. And I was just like, well, I guess I'm just a light sleeper. I never have been before. But I, I guess that's mm-hmm. the thing. Um, So I'm not getting a full night's sleep ever. And then every two weeks, I'm having a depressive episode. Yeah. I was not. <laughs> I was not okay. Because then also, I know there's so many things I'm like logically happy about. Yeah. Right? I have this great relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, also around that time, I decided I got to get a new job because I was attributing all this to my job. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, my job is making me hate my life. Right. When I have all these good things going for me and I should be happy, but I'm not. Oh, my God, it's definitely my job. Mm. So there was a new job that opened up, which, to be fair, was a team and a position I wanted to be in anyway. Yeah. So I got hired into that. St- Still had depressive episodes every month. And so now, like, oh, shit, it's not my previous job. Right now, what I'm like, well, what's on? wrong with me? Am I ungrateful? I just got this promotion. I just got this amazing new job. Yeah. I just moved in. Uh, Anthony proposed to me. I'm like, I literally have everything going for me. Mm. Why am I? feeling this way and i would just get so mad at myself because i didn't understand what was happening i still didn't realize i was depressed at that point i was like i have no idea what the hell's going on i just know well and that's tough too because right. then, then you you incorporate in these feelings of guilt oh yeah i felt i and like self, i was so mad at myself and that's like i was like you're being ungrateful yeah. you you literally have so much going for you and you're just like wasting it you're just laying in right. bed i mean that's the, the, the complexities mm-hmm. of depressive episodes is like you have these feelings and then it's like well why do i have these feelings right. because everything is going right so what is wrong with right me? like stop feeling that way you have no reason to feel that way other people have it worse went through that whole litany of things which is the worst like that's not a good that's not a good way to talk to yourself other people have it worse like oh my god internal argument yeah okay is the worst sure possible place right. that you could be in of course someone has it worse but also but we're talking about your valid. life exactly yeah. your feelings are still valid yeah like but I mean, I could say that to you all day long to myself. Yeah. I was like, get over it. Right. And also, I didn't have a therapist. I didn't have anyone that was like mm-hmm. checking in on that. You don't want to dump all of that on your no. partner either because right. you don't want to make them your therapist. Yeah. No. And I wasn't going to dump that all on you. Right. Because that's not fair to your friends. No. Right. And I right. also didn't really understand what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> so I, even if I had like therapists or someone, I'm like, I don't even know if I would have fully yeah. realized it so and i also like didn't want to have sex anymore which was really 
weird for me because I usually am a very sexual person. Yeah. And I just was like, mm. and it was weird for Anthony because like we were having sex. Yeah. And, and then, then all of a sudden you weren't. I didn't want to anymore. And he was like, yeah. Hello. Hello. Right. And I was also on edge all the time. Mm. All the time. Because even if I wasn't in a depressive episode, I wasn't sleeping still. Yeah. So then also I was getting on myself where I was like, oh, it's because I'm not working out enough. That's why I'm not tired. That's why I don't want to sleep at night, blah, blah. And then I'm going through that whole spiral. Yeah. Which that's not why. So it was getting really, really bad. Um, And eventually I started noticing. Wait, why is it two weeks every month? Mm-hmm. But it was probably like a year of not sleeping and having depressive episodes mm-hmm. before I noticed it. Um, and so around this time, I, I got a new gyno and I went to the place that Emma goes mm-hmm. to because I was like, I think this next Blanon is really fucking with my life because I had started looking up, you know, side effects of the next one. Because also I knew it was getting close to the end of the three years anyway. Yeah. So I was like. Google has all of the mm-hmm. answers ever right. when it comes to birth control. Yeah. And if you are feeling something and you're like, I wonder if that's related up. to your birth control. It probably is. And so other people up. probably have the same exact experience. <laughs> right. I think also around this time, too, there was starting to be more of a movement on TikTok of women talking about the darker side of birth control and mm-hmm. like people just deciding not to do hormonal birth control at all. Yeah. So I think that also kind of opened my eyes to being like, wait, there's bad parts of birth control? Right. So I was kind of like, oh, I think I kind of want to just go off it yeah, completely. Yeah. Right. Because I'm like, I, this is the worst I've ever felt in my entire life. And mm-hmm. it should be probably the happiest part of my life. And I am right. not happy. So I scheduled an appointment. I went in and the doctor was like, oh, you're on the next one on? <laughs> Also, because I had started looking things up and it had terrible reviews online. Yeah. So many people talking about how they were just depressed now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? what? Right. There were other people who were having like periods that lasted months. That's a nightmare. It's so many crazy, crazy side effects. And I'm not saying everyone who has the next one on is going to experience this. And I'm sure there are people that it works for us that would not be on the market. Yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of people who are having really bad times with it like I was. So I went in and she was like, you're on the next one on. And I was like, yeah. She goes, I would have never prescribed that to you. Did she tell you why? She was like, the amount of hormones it starts you with is way too many for someone your age. Because, right, the, the amount of hormones that are naturally in your body kind of change over time yeah and she was like essentially like you did not need to be on a supplement that was giving you that much hormone so she's like because it started high and it changed every year by the time i got to year three my body had been like expecting a super high amount now it was in a state of low progestin because it was expecting a really high amount yeah and obviously my body wasn't going to supplement enough to bump it up there so i was experiencing earlier in the podcast right when i listed off all of those low progesterone symptoms yeah irregular periods never could tell you when my period was going to happen yeah impact on your moods Mm, yeah i would say so yeah i was depressed i had depression yeah and i did not know it (laughs) yeah 
And so, okay, so those and were low. And then trouble sleeping. Those were low progestin symptom, symptoms because you had, had gotten so used to having such a high amount. Yes. And then it decreased every year. So, right. Okay, and now my body's like, oh, I'm in a state of low progesterone. Yeah. I mean, it's like withdrawals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so she was like, yeah, I would have never prescribed that to you. She was like horrified, honestly. And yeah. again, I'm not saying if you are someone who's younger that's on it, it's not a death sentence and I'm not trying to like make it sound terrible. But she was like, for you, I would have never. Yeah. Because I didn't have any other medical reasons to be on something other that was. convenience. Right. To be on right. it. Like I didn't have anything like the boat you were in where they were like, okay, you cannot be on something with estrogen or things like that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have any reasoning behind that. I was just like, I don't want to have to have a pill. Yeah. And I knew I didn't really want an IUD, but that's like a separate topic. Yeah. Well, so those are scary too. Those scare me. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm not trying to vilify any kinds of birth control, no. but this one was definitely not the vibe, if you will. So yeah. she was like, yeah, we're going to take that out. And she was like, do you know what you want to go on next? And I was like, honestly, nothing. Yeah. And she was like, okay. All right. And then, she, of course, she was like, well, d- are, you, are you trying to get pregnant? And I was like, nope. And I was like, but I have a partner. We've talked about it. We're going to be using other forms of birth control. Mm -hmm. And if I do get pregnant, we have a plan for how we're going to attack that. So, like, I was like, I'm in a good space with that. And she was like, okay, great. Good. Didn't, like, pester me. Didn't, like, try and harass me to get on another birth control or not. Just so awesome because obviously some places you – I mean – not necessarily like healthcare providers, but mm-hmm. I think of like dentists. <laughs> Nothing oh, yeah. against dentists, but right. like they're always trying to like get you to do something or pay for something. And, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, she, was, she didn't pressure that me she at all. Wasn't trying to push you mm-hmm. into any sort of service that they offer, right. which is great. So she was like, "Okay," and they took it out, and I think probably if like a month or so later. I distinctly remember I was having a conversation with Anthony about, like, nothing. We were just, mm-hmm. like, sitting on the couch. And I just remember feeling, like, intensely happy. Aww. And I was, like, that was the first time I had been happy in, like, over a year. Yeah. And, like, I remember it because I had not felt that. Mm-hmm. in so long i remember i felt like light that's how i would describe it i was yeah. just like i just feel light like i'm just so happy i'm so happy like right i'm with someone i love and i like actually feel that and mm-hmm. i had not felt that way in so long and i didn't know that's yeah. crazy because nobody of my birth control you. right nobody what tells the you. fuck so since then i've honestly felt Really good, but then I've also had some other side effects from coming off of birth control, a very intense type of birth control. Right, so mentally I'm feeling great. Yeah. Like, obviously you have ups and downs, but nothing like what I was struggling with before. Right. And it's crazy. I still kind of get little, like, jolts of that. Like, I'll just be, like, randomly doing something. I'll just be like, oh, my God, I'm just so happy right now. And it's, like, it's crazy because, like, before I never really would have, like, thought about things or taken note of it. But now I'm just kind of, like, I'm just, like, in a really good mood today. Yeah. And I kind of make a little mental note about it, you know? Right. But on the flip side of it, I have had been having some really bad digestive problems. Mm. So, um, like I said before, a lot of people, when they come off of birth control, one of the other things that they have an issue with is their digestion. Mm-hmm. So, because your body's kind of, like, in a state of stress. Because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, your hormones are, like, all out of whack now. Now I got to figure out making them again. And, right. You know, it's like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, 
I was like insanely bloated, like painfully bloated. Oh my god, like like every day. Yeah. Bloated and just like horrible horrible time digesting food Ugh. i'll spare you the details yeah. but it was <laughs> not great so uh it started getting better but then like my periods were really really bad because those original period symptoms yeah. i had came back so yeah. but like with a vengeance i had something that was called a period flu crazy which basically is right before your period when you would normally like get cramping or things like that i would have symptoms that felt like the flu so i would have entire body aches especially in my back i would have cramping but like the one where i would have to get up and try and walk around because my cramping was so bad i couldn't even like, lay down through am it I having a baby it felt like a <laughs> contraction almost i would guess i mean i don't know i've never had a baby but it was like very intense but then also because i'm having full body aches my back hurts while i'm trying to walk around to take care of mm. my front cramps my back cramps are getting in there <laughs> and then i would have like chills and almost like a fever the day wow. before my two days before my period this would be a whole day so i would basically have to cancel my plans for the day like there were times where we were gonna go do things and i was like i'm so sorry yeah, i, I feel like that. shit i cannot yeah i was like maybe i'll soldier through and i was like that would literally be the worst time yeah try to walk around in jeans in public oh, during that gosh, yeah. no. no it was <laughs> terrible and so that would happen every single month and then my my cycle was also like 40 days long so it wasn't like regular yet it's mm, also a long yeah. Yeah. So, and so because of that, I wasn't really sure where my period was going to happen in there. Mm -hmm. I just knew like it was like 30 to 40, 30 to 35 days between periods, but like, I don't, yeah. You don't really know. So, I actually very recently decided to get back on birth control, but I went back on the one I had originally been on. Yeah. And so I've had like some cramping and stuff because this is my first month on it. Okay. I think it's because, again, my period was irregular before. So I was like, they're like, oh, take it, like, after your period. And I was like, I don't know when my period's going to be. Right. So I just started it. Yeah. But so it means I hadn't had a period in a really long time. So I've been cramping, and I actually started my period today a little bit unexpectedly, but that's oh. fine. <laughs> Free tampons at work. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I've been feeling a lot better. My digestion has been a lot better since that's getting good. back on this one. Uh, and, you know, I don't hate myself so that's great always a plus <laughs> always a plus um so yeah that's kind of my journey with birth control i'm hoping that this one stays good yeah but it's just so insane you know we had two very different i feel like yeah experiences with birth control but both like radical impacts to our lives absolutely and you're just sitting there forever and you have no idea what the hell is happening to your body Right. You just know it's not okay, and you're you just putting, think it's your fault. You just think your body is just Yeah, and you're putting up. all of your faith into doctors to right, give you, you the proper them. information mm -hmm. and put you on the medication that's best suited for you. And obviously, like, most doctors are great about that and can yeah. do that, but also the, sometimes there are people who miss things or yep. who, like, don't know you enough to know, like, what you need to be on right. or what have you. So it's... It's by putting that much trust into other people. Mm -hmm. Obviously, sometimes it's for the best and sometimes it won't pay off. So it's... Right. It's a tough gamble. Mm hmm Just, like, what you're going to be on because it's going to have a drastic impact to every aspect of your life. <laughs> yeah. Because you're yeah. Especially when taking hormones. hormones. It's crazy how much all of your hormones are linked. I didn't even get into everything estrogen alone does in your body. Yeah. It's a crazy long list. 
depending on the purpose you're talking about. So I would just urge everyone to do your research. Mm -hmm. It sucks that a lot of these things are the burdens put on you. Mm -hmm. But do your research. If you think anything is happening at all, look into it. Talk to your doctor about it. And if they aren't giving you the feedback you think you need, get a second opinion. Yeah. well, You're allowed to do that. I would say, too, you know, do your research, but also, like, Mm -hmm. Take everything with a grain of salt because yeah. everybody, everybody's bodies handles things in different ways. Right. So maybe what works for other people might not work for you mm-hmm. or vice versa. So Yeah, you might have the next one and love it. And if that's the case, I'm really happy for you. <laughs> but uh, like for me, obviously, yeah, that wasn't the case. So, right, you know, just, just do your research and yeah. test, test things out yeah. if you can. Right. Just I mean, it doesn't seem like take the next care of one is something you can test easily. Not, but like, not too easy when it's getting inserted in your arm. Just explore all of your options before making any sort I think of... read reviews is yeah. probably my yes. best advice because I didn't do that. Yeah. And I just was like, oh, sounds easy. And sit on, sit on decisions too. So you're yeah. putting something in your arm uh, the day of you. That was like a wild looking back <laughs> on it that she didn't even like give me two seconds to think. She was like, yeah, everyone loves it. Oh, your insurance covers it. Okay, we can do it right now. The lady's in. Let's go. And I was like, yeah, okay. That's crazy. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> just don't rush into any medical decisions. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. That's so. Crazy. That's Being a control. person with periods <laughs> is challenging. Yes. Being a person with periods. <sighs> It is a crazy time. Alrighty, so that wraps up our thoughts on the wonderful journey of figuring out birth control. Wonderful is an interesting way to put it. I'm trying to put a positive spin because I think we talked about some heavy things on the episode today, but I am very happy we did. Yeah, for sure. I think it's... Something that's just good to be, like, open and honest about. Yeah. It helps other people. Right. Maybe don't know that, like, certain certain symptoms are effects of birth control. So it's good to just right. talk about it and get it all out there. For sure. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a weird, icky subject that has a stigma with it. I feel like anytime you bring up a period, people are like, eh. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and stop being a bitch. We're all adults. Everybody knows that it happens. Oh my god, we would not have a human race if it didn't happen. Right. So how you chill out. If yep. you can see a pregnant woman and be like, "Oh, or even if not, if you don't if you're not repulsed." Yeah. By seeing right. a baby. Yeah. Then I think you need to grow up and not be repulsed by someone talking about a period. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And that's it. And so that's why we tried to talk about it a bit, and hopefully you learned something today. I did. <laughs> yeah. For I sure. did doing research for the podcast. <laughs> um, but make sure to tune in next week. So we will be in Mexico mm-hmm. for my bachelorette, and I'm not going to promise anything. Because we will be drinking a lot and doing a lot of things and just having fun. But we might record a bit. In Mexico. In Mexico. Coming to you live. Well, you won't be listening to it live. No, you. we're not going to live stream it. But <laughs> we will be recording from Mexico. Potentially, even if we're not, we will be talking about it. Talking about it. Giving you all the details from our trip. Um, so make sure to tune in next week. 
to hear about that. (laughs) To hear about us really being drunk on a Monday. We'll be drunk on a Thursday. We'll be drunk on a Friday. We'll be drunk on a Saturday. And a Sunday. And a Sunday. And probably a Monday. And maybe a bit (laughs) on a Monday, too. So make sure you tune into that. And I'm sure we'll have plenty of drunk on a Monday content for you. Oh, yes, we will. For sure. (laughs) And we're very much looking forward to the trip. So... I'm just very excited. Yeah. Oh, me too. The warmth <laughs> and just like the break. Just to relax. I know. It's going to be great. But that's all for this week. Yeah. So I'm Madison. I'm Emma. And we are Drunk, Drunk on a Monday. Monday.